When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We've got a full squad available for this week's tripe supper, but that's certainly not the case for Borough for the uh, home game against Cardiff next week. Adam Clayton and Ben Gibson both out. Vic, we'll start with you. Is this is this a? I mean, we've heard, haven't we, so much about the strength and quality of Borough squad? Is this a test? Exactly. It's uh, we have heard a lot about the squad. So come of the hour, come of the man. Uh, we saw at the back at Leeds that Dale Fry, who was pressed into action, looked more than adequate. Uh, he can live at that level. We, we've seen him twice this season at, at Preston and Leeds where he was both up against really physical strikers and he's come through it with a, absolutely in, in, in impeccable form. Uh, he's ticked a lot of boxes there, I think. I think it was a, it was a high-pressure match, not just because of the intensity of... You, know, you, you always get at Elland Road and the, the semi-derby atmosphere, but also because of the nature of the wobble that we've been on. You know, there was a lot of pressure on that game and... He didn't look phased by it at all. So we know he can step in there. Uh, the gap in midfield, well, you know, we signed a very highly rated Belgian in, in the transfer window and I'm sure we'd all like to see him. Uh, and now's the time. Adam Forshaw would have something to say about that as well, wouldn't he? This is kind of the chance he's been waiting for, I guess, isn't it? I mean, I think, you know, we've got the squad, that's what they're there for. Uh, there's no time like the present. I'm looking forward to, you know, how we deal with it. Sometimes, Phil, as well, players like Forshaw and, and like Callas, I guess, although obviously he was dropped the bench on Monday, they need that stroke of luck, don't they, to, to go in. I know we were talking about it earlier. With Downing all those years ago, I think it was Mendieta's ending got moved in the middle, Downing comes in, and the same with Fry. You could look back and think, well, we, we thought Ayala's injury was going to be disastrous, yet, yet it was... I mean, we know Ayala and Gibson are going to be the first choice, but sometimes players need that stroke of luck, don't they, to take the chance? Yeah, I think, I think the, the problem's going to be, if you say Forshaw gets the next couple of games because Clayton's out, is he going to be rested as soon as Adam Clayton's fit again? The chances are he probably will, unless, of course, Grant gets booked as well. Um, Vic's point about Dessart, we might get a chance to have a look at him. I'm not too worried about the players that are missing. I'm a little bit more concerned about just getting a bit more out of the players who are on the pitch. I looked at it last night and, um, sorry, the, the match at Leeds, and, I, you know, the bench again, there's some strong players to come on, but, you know, you could argue that Borough got the strongest bench in the division by, by a country mile. Um, but they're not really, you know, are they making the impact we're looking for when when they come on? Karanga has, you know, it's kind of went to a four-two-four MK Dons. He more or less a four-four-one-one against Leeds when he was chasing the game, and um, you could argue there was a one or two chances. But I think the concern for most people watching Bur isn't necessarily yeah, it's going to be a blow that Clayton's not there, and we've you know Adam Cl- uh, Danny Ayala was missing a Leeds, of course, and. There are issues around that, but it's more to me about getting more out of the players on the pitch. You're saying that, um, obviously talking about the changes, I did think Adorma looked, looked bright, didn't he, when he came on? But that, that's what you want, isn't it? But you, but isn't that Adorma all over? You give him a ten-minute cameo <clears throat> like we yeah. saw when he came back from his suspension battle. Well, what, 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 you what you don't want is to have to drop him. Yeah, to get that response. Exactly. That's yeah. what you want from him every week. You don't know, you? that's what I think with him. Um, before you know, I know John was going to jump in a second, but. 
for me, that's that's the, that's the dilemma with the dorm. If you start him, you don't get ninety minutes mm. at the moment. I don't think anyone could argue you're getting a ninety minute. To be fair, he's not the only one. You're not getting ninety minutes out of most of the front four, quite frankly, because they're just not gelling well enough. But with Adomi, it looks more impressive as an impact sub, doesn't he? He's got that little bit of trickery, and he's a natural winger, yeah. which which Stuani doesn't look. Um, so he does give you that balance. Um, but you're absolutely right. You don't have to drop him to get the best out of him. I actually thought, yeah, I think I agree with Dom that Adomi and Nugent when they came on at Leeds, they very very good and Middlesbrough I mean I know that Leeds were pouring forward for the goal at that point but I thought both of them really livened up the attack I thought Jordan Rhodes looked like he had better service when they came on um, and I'd be you know should have scored a, a couple of goals when they came on as well um, back to the the problems it's no surprise that Dale Fry came in and did well um, I mean his, his career kind of trajectory is off the charts over the last 12 months um, but you can understand why after the Preston game he kind of was was kind of sent back to the under-21s because I, th- I think if he played at Preston on his debut and didn't play well then that would have been difficult to take him out because his confidence would have been shot but because he got man of the match at Deepdale that's not a bad time possibly for Karanka to say look you're 17 years old you've got man of the match you've proven and you can do it bide your time now he did come back in last night and was arguably other than Dimmy man of the match again the real tough decision now because if obviously with Ben Gibson out Daniel Ayala it's a question mark, isn't it? How will his ankle hold up? Does Karanka now hold his nerve and play Fry? Um, probably with Callas, you'd think. Or does he go now to the loan market and you know, get a, a different centre-back from a, on loan from a Premier League? Uh, Delat can, uh, by no means further, but Delat can play centre-half, can't he, as well, which I, I guess if friends closer to. Vic, do you, do you think the, the, the temptation will be there to dip it in the loan market now? Or do you think Fry... Took his chance to shine and has done enough to, to for Karanka well, to resist the urge. The messages coming out of the club do, during January was that they, they did want cover in that area, and and they knew how good Dale Fry was at the time. So, I, I think that's additional. So possibly they will, but I don't think they'll do it for the sake of it, mm. uh, because you know obviously uh, it's a ninety three day loan now. So if they do want someone later on in the window, uh, they might be saving that one up their sleeve for then. Just just say before on, on that, I'm a little bit surprised Burrow didn't keep Amarabieta. I know I know he's, he was by no means a superstar, but he was a useful player to have across that area, wasn't he? Left back, central uh, central defence. He was kind of a player they haven't got anymore. Was um, it not more from Fulham's point of view? It might have been because well, well, obviously I think there's I don't know it's, obviously they lost husband Fulham yeah. didn't they? And um, I saw a it little bit of started, long, didn't wasn't it? Wasn't it? Amarabieta. Yeah. It was a yeah. season long mm. loan, so I mean. You don't always get to hear the politics. Apologies for interrupting Vic there, but that to me, when you look at the squad, they've lost Jack Stevens, a versatile midfielder, stroke central defender. They've lost Amarabieta, a left back, stroke central mid, uh, central defender, and they haven't really replaced that that player who can drop into the back two. Uh, sorry, the, the central defence. So. So that that is the one area of the squad where they've probably got the least amount of cover now. Is Baptiste anywhere near? Well, he's playing for the the twenty ones, so I mean, he he is playing competitive football. Mm. I mean, how many matches you need under your belt after a broken leg? I don't know, but they are monitoring quite closely. So possibly that is in their thinking as well that two three weeks down the line that he may be an active squad member. And, and with that, sorry, John, with that an impact injury. You know, there isn't the risk. There isn't the risk of, of Reese Williams, for example, of Barnsley, where you, you're going to come down and break down again. An impact injury, when it's healed, it's healed, isn't it? If he, if he feels good in himself, he's been back in training for a while. 
Uh, Dami Rabella, a right mm-hmm. back as well, is another option. I mean, you can't. I can't see unless he has to. I can't see him wanting to introduce Baptiste into a kind of the last kind of the gritty two months of a promotion kind of campaign after being out for so long. He probably ideally wants you know Burrow to go up at the end of the season and then get Baptiste in for pre season and get him back up to speed because mm-hmm. in that first half an hour, albeit first half an hour at York, he actually looked a real player at yeah, right yeah. back. Um, I'm looking looking ahead, you know. Should Borough get to the Premier League, would Baptiste be an important member of the squad? Probably, yeah, I would argue from what I've seen. Um, but it's interesting, I don't know in terms of whether the Borough will dip back into the loan market. I think it it would be a it would be a bit of a kick in the teeth for Fry if after those two performances if they went and brought some. But you would understand it as well. Yeah. It would all be about how Karanka managed it with the player really and said, look, your time will come, but... And I think it all obviously depends on Ayala as well. Because I mean, he looks like a centre back, doesn't he, Fry? Yeah. When you see him in that on the pitch, like like he did on Monday night against Leeds, he, he looked the part. He best will in the world. I don't think Callas looks necessarily like your your, your typical centre back. And I know you don't need to be a typical centre back these days. But to me, Dale Fry just looks the part. He looks to the man of born in terms of having the height, the strength. The ability, the confidence, more than anything, yeah. to, to, to he, he made good decisions yeah. under pressure, which you know, is the important thing. I know Leeds aren't, you know, the, the most prolific side going forward, but they do have some big, physical, intimidating players, and particularly from set pieces. Mm. Um, I know Dakara had that headed chance. He's a right handful, though, one. Yeah, he's yeah. one of the toughest, yeah. most physical centre forward you're going to come up against. Yeah. Isn't he? Probably one of the most hostile grounds that yeah. Fry can walk into. He's been the deep dale, which was bouncing on the first day of the season when they just got promoted, and then Ellen Road as well. I mean, you can't pick two. You can probably handpick two more hostile kind of atmospheres, and he's come through it very well. He hasn't come up against that big kind of static centre forward yet, has he? And that'll be interesting. I mean, I don't quite know. I don't know if Cardiff or Fulham play with that kind of striker, but um, that's the challenge that we haven't seen him. But. We'll, soon, we'll certainly see. Thomas Callas, I think. Cause that, I mean, that's an interesting one, isn't it? He's, you know, the, the back end of last year, there was this clamour to get him back, and you look at him and you think, well, well, he's our first choice right back for the season, especially after the troubles in that position last year. It just hasn't happened for him, has it, this this season? I think he's been solid. You know, I don't think he's ever, ever let anyone down, but he, clearly he isn't grabbing it by the throat in the way that uh, maybe the, the manager would like to see. But I, I think also it's maybe something to do with the fact that he, he's a lone player and maybe there is a more incentive to play your own players rather than lone players I just think if you look at the lap in, in from what we've seen so far and it's night and day there's a player, a player who's comfortable I know he's right footed but there's a player who's comfortable in that position, it just stood out like a, almost like a, many, a man amongst boys for he's me been outstanding, you know, brilliant. physically imposing strong, awkward he wouldn't like to play against him Mobile gets forward, can defend. Just a just a good all round football. And to me, as soon as George Fenn's back, Delat has to go across to the right hand side and play there because he's he's a better defender than Ensue, and he probably offers just as much, if not more, going forward as well. But when Danny Simpson got sent off for Leicester against Arsenal on Sunday, it says that much about Delat's performance that my first my gut instinct was I hope there's not a recall option and, and they don't get him back the, the wobble then obviously it's five games without a win now and, and a couple of crucial games coming up but there seems to have been so much time on the training pitch I think considering we often talk about how frantic and frenetic the, the championship is the schedule has been kind of so far hasn't it 
but it's coming up thick and fast, and, and they've got a fixture bomb. Yeah, yeah, and pressure's March, building. March is, Pressure. very, March is going to be a very busy month, isn't it? It's something like seven fixtures in twenty-eight days. And pressure's building, isn't it? With with every with every game you don't win, I mean, the pack have closed in now. How important is that Cardiff game? For, well, personally, from my point of view, I think it's vital that Spurs get back to winning ways. But if you put the table to one side, because I think that's almost taking care of itself at the moment, it's crucial for Burrows, kind of the final lap of the of the race, to get back to winning ways, just get this annoying five-match winless run out of the way, settle a few nerves. And I think it's important that they just put in a performance. You know, We haven't, we haven't really seen a good performance since... The second half against Derby, we certainly haven't seen anything like the performance against Brighton, which was fantastic. Um, they look like a team that's getting through games by the skin of the teeth at the moment, and I think they're far, far better than that in terms of personnel. I look, you know, I looked at the, the Leeds game. You know, yeah, there's moments I think you know John pointed out. You know, Burrow in possession, and there's, there's three or four players up front to hit, and none of them are moving. There's no movement. It, it looks as though they're not quite reading each other like a really slick team does. You know, ah, he's going to go there, so I'm going to go there. And it's almost like osmosis. And, and likewise, when, you know, when Burrow attacking, you, you saw the gap between midfield and attack, and there was six leads. But now, I know everyone puts two banks of four against Burrow these days. It's the thing to do. But that's a challenge Burrow have to overcome. And even you... when Nugent came on, that was, it was, there was still a huge... You know, Rhodes was far too isolated, yeah. wasn't he, up front now? He was, but he could have come away with hat-trick. That's the, that's the thing with Rhodes. I, I understand that it all is a little bit difficult at the minute because you have got new players in that team. And I know Ramirez started behind Rhodes and it's fitting them in and understanding each other. But actually... I always came away from Nellon Road, albeit a bit disappointed that Borough didn't win. I actually came away and thinking that is, you know, if Borough play like that every game, they will win more than they they lose, no doubt. I thought Rhodes, especially his movement, was very good. Um, when Nugent came on and worked in tandem, I thought that looked really good. I don't know whether Karang can can. Well, you say, don't know whether Karang will do that. Well, that's what I mean. Nugent <laughs> played in the number ten. Really, it was more. Like it was, four, yeah, four, it, was, one, it wasn't one. It wasn't four four two. So can Nugent play there? I mean, I, I wouldn't have seen him as a, f- a number ten. Ideally, I thought, I thought they linked up very well. I did think Ramirez mm. was good, albeit that Rhodes was isolated throughout. I mean, in in terms of the wobble, obviously it's been very disappointing and very frustrating and I don't think we should underestimate the, the impact that losing two key members of the impregnable defence has had uh, in, in Ayala and Friend and the, the impact in, on the efficiency of the machine uh, but I think if you want to take a positive from it when Brighton went on their wobble they slid from top out of the top six and likewise Hull when they went on their wobble I mean, they slipped you know, well back Borough had their wobble and somehow are still in second place. And that's got to be a good place to start from in terms of putting it back together again. Uh, you know, in effect, you've won lucky win with the ball going in off someone's arse from sparking it and being in a good position to, to hit back from. I mean, it's dangerous. I say, oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, the one thing I would put a caveat I would say about, I know Aitor said after the match that he thought the performances against... MK Dons and Leeds suggested, you know, if we play like that, we'll win more often than not. We'll be, we'll, we'll be all right. I didn't really see that in those performances, I've got to be honest. Now, you've got to remember you're playing against MK Dons, who are right down just above the bottom three, I think. Mm. And you're playing against Leeds, who, are, by most people's common consent, have got the worst defence in the, one of the worst defences in that division. 
and we didn't really take advantage of that defence for me. Yeah, there was a couple of moments, wasn't there? There was that shot that the keeper parried in front of somebody and Belushi bundled it behind. And there were moments, but you'd expect to create. There should be moments. We mm. shouldn't be sat here saying, saying Borough had three or four shots, therefore everything's OK. I'd be really disappointed if Borough didn't have any shots in a match. Yeah. Um, they're a good team. They've got good players that, you know... I'd like to see the opposition keeper having to have a worldie like they used to. You remember when about five or six weeks last season? Simon right? Eastwood. Yeah. That's you what know, call it, yeah. You know, that just doesn't happen at the moment. Um, I think one of these days Borough will click, hopefully, and they'll, they're going to hammer somebody. But but it would take a little bit more of a, I don't know, a game planner. The, 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 the machine isn't working as well as it should be. I think it looks as though it needs oiling. I agree. I think Leeds was an improvement. But I think it was an improvement on two really, really desperately yeah. poor displays against MK Dons and Blackburn. And, and I think in isolation you look at that and you think Leeds are going to be bang up for it and what have you. And, and that is a good point. But you, you can't continue to get draws against teams who are at the wrong end of the table and think that oh, it's all right, we're going to click the game. Because the, the fact of the matter is, Borough should have been away and gone by now. Yeah, well, that's the point. I think I mean there was a, there was a form table I saw on TV today where I think Borough have taken something like six from the last six games points wise, and I think Hull at the top was something like fifteen. And I take Vic's point that that, oh, that absolutely. that's absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. Borough still Borough have had that really bad in terms of points. You'd have to say it's been a bad six matches, but they're in second place, or depending on the results. The, the 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 big thing is that the the packs closed in on them, yeah, and, and 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 in the middle of the beginning to the middle of January, we thought Borough could potentially be double digits clear mm-hmm. of third place, and really it should have been, frankly, um, and and we'd be sat here now thinking, well, it's just a matter of holding your nerve. You've got a points lead in the race, just don't drop the baton. Basically, I mean, was talk about the bookies paying out, wasn't there? Yeah, point? well, I mean, that, that's why people are getting a little bit anxious. I know Crank has spoke last week about the kind of you could, you could sense the nervousness, the anxiety on T side. That's it's the other people's results while Borough have been on this run that have caused that. I mean, if you look at last season, where Norwich came from out of nowhere, where Watford came from, I think they were about sixth at this time last season. So that's in the back of fans' minds, certainly, is that there's always one. There's always one that comes out of nowhere. That's what's in the back of fans' minds. Now, I agree with Vic that you know Borough are still in the top two, having gone on this run. But it's just when, how long do we leave it? Saying but by the it's same turn around this time last year, Bournemouth went on a nightmare yeah, of yeah. seven or eight games where I think they won one and drew two, and and they, they slipped, they slipped the right six. back. Yeah. But because of the quality of the squad and, and the fact that they you know they kept playing to the style and they, they were used to, they turned it around and they came storming back. So it's easy to take a snapshot and say, oh, this is doom and gloom, where actually, you know, it's, it's the form over the whole season that counts. Well, that's why it counts. The first half of the season, they've banked enough points to be, be in a position to be serious challengers, and there's still, what, 15 games to go? That's why the there's Cardiff a lot game, of points to play yeah, for. That's why I come back to the Cardiff game. That is the game where, uh, you know, we, we want to see... Want to see a little bit of a reaction, you know? Borough are better than these teams they're playing. Let's let's see them yeah. show that because we know they are better. We can look at the players and you think, why isn't you know why aren't we getting more out of Stuart down? Stuani seems to be struggling for form a little bit at the moment. Um, Nugent's obviously batting for his place now with Rhodes. There's question. Ramirez has had a, as you say, played well first half against Leeds, then disappeared out of the game a little bit and was subbed. You know, these are players who could potentially make a massive impact. Yeah. So. That, that's, that for me is what's got to come next. Well, I touched on it on the last podcast. I mean, when you're going through a difficult run, what you need to do is almost get back to basics. Where 
recently Borough have been conceding pretty uncharacteristic goals. They actually, you know, albeit a great save from Dimmy, you know, Erland Road, they got back to hold those clean sheet. They got the clean sheet at Leeds. Now, if they continue defending like we've known Borough have for the last eighteen months, they will. They always create one or two chances. Even at Bristol City when they were terrible, they created the one chance. Now with Jordan Rhodes up front, I reckon, you know, albeit he missed, you missed the chance at Ellen Road, which kind of goes against the argument. But he'll score nine times out of ten that header on the on the front post. Yeah. Now as long as Borough keep clean sheets and get that side of the machine working, the rest will follow. I think the problem comes when you're shipping goals at the other end, and then you have to do more than that one chance at the other end. Surely the most important thing, then, with all the talk of, of kind of concerns and stuff, is that there's none of that that creeps into the players' psyche, and that and that they kind of remain focused and confident. Is there any signs of, of nervousness on their part? And I know you can say, well, the displays, but any signs that, you know, I think, uh, you, I I think, is, is, I think you can just tell by looking at the, the way the team's playing that they're, they're a little bit slightly on edge because you, you're bound to be footballers. It's no different than anybody else. If things are going well at your workplace, you just come in whistling and everything's fine and, and, <clears> and it almost you, you, the, the game almost takes care of itself. When things aren't going quite right, or the team's not quite clicking as it should be, then players will look at an apport, a teammate and say, why didn't you give me that ball? I wanted it earlier. What's he doing? Why isn't he getting up to help me? What? It's it's natural, isn't it? And I think that's why I think just one good performance can set it all right again, because it's just about confidence. At the moment, they don't look as though, particularly as we, I keep going back to it, the attacking midfield trio, you know, you've got a new player in there who's never played with these lads before. You know, I've certainly played with Downing before, mm-hmm. Ramirez, you probably know Stuani, but... Um, you know, so that's that. We assume things like that are going to click immediately. There's no guarantee. You know, you've got to put a new player in your team. Sometimes it doesn't. As we saw with Depenya, it doesn't work at all. So we are assuming that you just drop a player in in January and he'll play well for six months for the rest. Which of Which brings season. us back to the point Don made about the amount of time they've had on the training pitch, and that could be beneficial because yeah. you know, in, up, leading up to Christmas, very rarely did they even get a full day's training during the week. And now they're getting several days over the next course of the next couple of weeks, which could be useful. They can only benefit the way that it's fallen, though. Borough tend to have, you know, ahead of these very long international breaks and the long two weeks, they tend to have had a bad result before then, which in a way it can be good, but in a way people stew on it, don't they? Mm. And then the players will probably tell you that they'd want to play two days after straight away, and fans certainly don't like stewing on it. Um, it's just the way that it's fallen we've got another week wait before the Cardiff game and that increases the pressure I think the more the time goes on the days go past and we gear up towards the game I mean the build up to the game will start later the, you know, later this week um, and, I mean if the games are coming thick and fast we'd only do a one game build up but we're all building up to Tuesday so many days in advance which brings pressure in itself Excellent that'll do thanks a lot fellas much appreciated